Um, Put your headphones on. I'm getting to. Um, and delicious monkey. Huh? Delicious monkey. <laughs> okay, right. Let's right. let's do this. Okay, are we recording? Yeah. Excellent. So, delicious monkey will be on probably the, the intro. Yeah. Hello and welcome to part one of this week's Too Much Time on Our Hands podcast. So, it's the usual lot. It's me, it's Sean, it's Tom. How are you doing, guys? Very well, thank you. Excellent. I'm also doing very well. It's been uh, a good week and I'm enjoying the sun in the mm. UK. I know, right? It's been... I, I, mm. Mm. I've had my knees out. As someone who works outside. Yeah. And as someone who now rides a motorcycle again. It's good. Yeah, this is good. <laughs> it's really good. Although this is British summertime, so yeah. you know, come June, it's going to be showering rain yeah. and sort of monsoon season again. Yeah. So that's got to make most. Of that's it. always good. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. So the first part of this week. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> first part of this week, um, we thought we'd cover some of the bigger stories that have happened, um, and some that have piqued a few, piqued some of our interests. I'll yeah, yeah Pete's are interesting. So, um, who wants to start then? Well, I've I got to say, it's, it's, it's like what you say, this has been one of those weeks where I've kind of looked on the usual sites that I go on, hmm. and there's been at least four or five things every day yeah. that have immediately piqued my interest, which is unusual, because you go on some of these things and it's like one or two stories you kind of read and you go, oh, and whatever. But there's, there's, a, there's quite a few. I'll kick it off with the one that excited me the most because it's also one of the most ambiguous because it doesn't mm. really tell you what's going to be happening. It's that uh, the Vampire Bloodlines trademark mm. has been filed for by White Wolf. Yes. And this is the thing. Could the new trademark, which after all has been filed in relation to RPGs, video games and software and downloadable mediums, mean that we're going to get a sequel to the, frankly, excellent role-playing game that was released on the PC, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines, which is a superb game. It's absolutely mm. fantastic. Even if it was a bit broken when it was first released, fan love and fan patches have made it really good again. Um, apparently White Wolf were very cagey when uh, the news outlets asked them about it. Uh, they were sort of saying, oh, we usually do this, we refile trademarks to make sure that everything's in order. Um, and, uh, you know, it's kind of, it's not exactly a no because it's just saying, well, we always do this sort of thing. Don't worry about it. It's, uh, it's all processed. Don't worry about it. Don't look over here. <laughs> Nothing to see. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think fingers are tightly crossed, especially among the well, the tabletop gaming community, obviously. <coughs> yeah, it started off as a pen and paper RPG. Didn't Absolutely. It? Um, Vampire the Masquerade. Yeah, and it's really good. I love the world of darkness. It's just it's such a great setting. The world of darkness. Yeah, I believe that's what it's called. I believe in a thing called love. Yeah, so it's really good. I mean, there were some great characters in that game, you know, like Smiling Jack, the, the 400 or 800-year-old pirate, uh, and, you know, in, in modern-day LA. Um, I mean, it's just very exciting. It, like oh, I said, was the game set in modern times? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. I always assumed it was um, Victorian, kind of... Well, some of the, some of the, games, go through, some of the games go through the ages. So, like, for instance, the first PC game was Vampire the Masquerade, mm. um, which was you as a vampire who lives through sort of three ages, the, the last being modern-day LA, the one uh, before that being, I think, uh, Victorian London or Victorian England, and then before that it's kind of 
tribal something. Kind of like um, Interview with a Vampire. Exactly. Oh. Yeah, watching like, what's his name? Les- Les- Lestat? Um, Lestat or something. Lestat, like. yeah. Lestat, living through the ages. And he's like, yeah, it's very good. And the modern day LA setting is obviously because you play in the underworld. You know, you're playing as a vampire who sees humans as food. Yeah. You know, they're just cattle to them. Whereas, yeah. And so the sort of vampire society kind of weaves in through the world. So, I mean, look, if it turns out that the cagey response from the CEO is merely just a cagey response, that's going to be really sad. But if it turns out the cagey response is protecting the fact that they're going to start, you know, trying to bring this world back to gaming. And nowadays, it won't just be PC, it'll be multi-platform. That can only be a good thing because it's a really high brow adult sort of setting and I think that's kind of what we're missing at the moment everything's getting a bit cartoony but hey that's it that's the story that's, mm, I'm very, very interested cool. by it. I know very little about it um, I didn't even know this has happened this was exciting news to you I, it completely went over my head um, so it sounds quite exciting it was picked up by a forum and I can't remember the name of it and I should because I should give them credit for finding this and they found out that this was filed in uh, at the end of April so it is quite recent, and mm. that someone's dug this out and found it, you know, fair play to them. Mm. So um, that means it must still be very <clears throat> early stages. Oh, I would imagine, yeah. Yeah. I would it imagine. It would be a long, long way off. But I know, if you were developing a game, especially like a big RPG, with mm. all the big players with RPGs nowadays, you would certainly try and make a song or dance of it, and kind of, you know, pull together concept art and all that sort of stuff, and none mm. of that's come. All we've got is a trademark filing, but hey... That's how all these things happen. Yeah, true. Definitely. Well, I mean, even if they file a trademark, knowing that it's going to get out, and then knowing, see if there's actually a fan base out there that are interested in this. And that's how a lot of things happen nowadays. It's the fan base calling out for something that they weren't 100% sure would, would work, mm. and then finding out it would, people mm. make it. That's how films like, that's how Deadpool got made. Oh, yeah, that's true. Like, if, if it wasn't for that short that got released, that released like accidentally dropped onto the internet then yeah. no one would, it wouldn't just wouldn't have happened at all no. so uh, this happens a lot and if there's an, enough fan interest in the make I'm sure I really hope it does mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a big fan cool yeah. have either of you seen the news that there's a, a new fear effect game going to kickstarter this is once again way over my head have you not heard of Fear no, Effect? Tom, no. you heard of Fear Effect? I have heard of Fear Effect. You have played a Fear Effect game. To ever have played a Fear Effect game. Um, I've, yeah, I've played the first two games. Now, do you remember the these games coming out in the 90s because they were famous for their um, unashamed um, depictions of lesbians on all their <laughs> marketing? This is good news. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, that was the kind of the selling point of the game that the the main character was a lesbian, yeah. and she had a, a lesbian partner. The whole kind of visual style of it is very anime inspired. Mm. So it's, it's it takes our takes cues from things like Ghost in the Shell. It's set in a cyberpunk setting, mm. but the the they're on the PlayStation. They might have been on PC as well. I'm not sure, but I played them both on the original PlayStation. And they um, heavily inspired by Resident Evil because mm. um, they had the tank controls and the fixed cameras. Um, there was it was a mix between kind of sci-fi, cyberpunk, and horror. Mm. So there was kind of demons and things. Very Japanese inspired. It was made by Edos though, so I presume it was a British-made game. Mm. Anyway, many many years have passed. Obviously, since the last game, it's definitely one of those franchises that was very of its time consigned to the annals of gaming history and in fact <clears throat> often is pointed at and laughed at for the um, 
the over-sexualised advertising yeah. campaign, despite the fact that the games were quite good. Yeah. It's, it's a shame that they kind of went in that direction with the marketing to just try and... It was that time in the 90s where video games were just getting cool yeah. and they were getting a little bit more adult. You know, they were moving away from the kind of kids' toy kind of market and, you know, you started getting wipeout in uh, nightclubs and things yeah. and suddenly it was kind of cool to, to play video games or it was cool to play PlayStation anyway. Yeah. yeah. And it was definitely going after that slightly older demographic of, like, teenage boys. Anyway, out of nowhere, this um, announcement's come up that um, a not um, the owners of the... I think Square Enix own it now, yeah. the rights to it. Yeah. But it's actually being licensed out to an indie developer called a uh, French studio, Sushi, <laughs> who um, apparently have worked on a game called Goatia. I've not heard of, to be honest. But, no, I've not heard of that. <clears throat> and um, they're going to yeah, bring it to Kickstarter. They say it's going to be a completely brand new uh, Fear Effect game, as in it's not Fear Effect 3, it's not Fear Effect Reboot, it's um, just using the license, really, and they're going to create, create a completely new game around it, new gameplay. You know, it could be something completely different. Yeah. But basically with the characters from that game. Have they released any concept art or development shots or anything like that? <clears throat> I don't think they have actually, to be honest. I don't think they, there's much to it at all. The, the Kickstarter goes uh, live 12th of... Oh, 12th of April. So it's a, it must already be on there. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Wow. <laughs> if you're interested Again, in that. Again, it leads... I mean, that that's very, very true. Two bits of stories that are very mm. much answered by the thing you said earlier, which is, like, if the fans want it, yeah. it'll happen. This is what happened with the... Um, you remember the Tex Murphy series of adventure games? Yeah, starring yeah, yeah. The sort yeah. of, um, You know, the PI in post-apocalyptic, you know, sort of uh, cities rebuilding himself. Like, where is it? I can't remember where it's based now. But anyway, yeah, there was a Kickstarter campaign and, and, and everyone got a new Tex Murphy game with the original actors looking a little bit crooked, yeah. like they were going to fall over. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's good. If fans want it, it'll be made. And Sean, have you, are you going to donate to the Kickstarter at all? No. <laughs> no? <laughs> I'm not that bothered. I mean, to me, it's one of those franchises that could have quite happily been left in the past. So, but I just thought it was kind of interesting just to see, you know, um, an IP like that just brought back. They did the same with Alone in the Dark. Yeah, yeah, that's true, very true. But and that those was were rubbish. <laughs> well, that was uh, because of Risen Evil, though. Yeah. Are you talking about the original reboot, or there was a more recent reboot? That's the more recent reboot. Oh, okay. yeah. So, yeah. awful. Just found the Kickstarter. Mm, okay. So, it's Fear Effect Sedna. Is that mm-hmm. right? Um, uh, it's got 1,928 backers. Uh, it's at 79,000 euros. And they're trying to get 100,000 euros. Oh, so they're close. Yeah, with six days to go. Ooh, that, that, might that could be, be a bit tight. tight yeah, that could be a bit tight. So maybe s- there's not the appetite for it. Yeah, I and mean, this is for it's, yeah. it's for all the con. Well, it's for PS4 and Xbox One. I can't say all the consoles. <laughs> <laughs> the, the funny thing is, though, a hundred thousand. It's not much, is it? That's not going to buy you much development for a game, is no, it? I mean, no, I'm, I'm, no. Well, they say that they're they're a small team, ten, <laughs> ten people in fact. So, is, and we're going to take twenty five thousand no. pounds each. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's an indie game. They're making an indie game. They're mm. not going to be making you know a, a big reboot, triple <laughs> A blockbuster kind of thing. They're, they're, it's obviously going to be pitched at. An it's going to be a slow burner, hopefully, to get the backing of a major studio again. Yeah. Quite possibly, yeah. yeah. Or it's Square Enix kind of going. If you, uh, it's not Square Enix. Is it Square Enix? Yeah, Square Enix. Yeah. Right or it's something. Square Enix going. If you can make something of it, you got to do it yourself. And if you do it well and it goes well, then 
mm. maybe we'll bring you into yeah. the fold and give yeah. you a little corner of Square Enix <laughs> Towers to develop affecting fear <laughs> or something. Yeah. You know. The rewards aren't amazing either. No. So uh, 35 euros will get you one unique artwork for each tier starting at 35 euros. Uh, awesome paper craft statuettes of Hannah. Uh, and okay. 60 euros will get you exclusive access to the beta, beta demo okay. available this year for each tier starting at 60 euros with these rewards things on Kickstarter yeah. is it only if it reaches its funding you yeah, only get these rewards yeah, but you get your money back if, if, if it, it does fails, yeah. yeah. okay well that's good because mm. I want my money back if it doesn't yeah no they don't take your money oh well <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I mean if anyone is interested there's a trailer on there as well with all those things and um, probably do with your help because <laughs> it's it's pretty cutting it pretty fine. And one thousand nine hundred and twenty-eight backers is probably not enough for Square Enix. Not many when you think about it, is it? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. Oh well, wow. crazy. Um, so sticking with video game news um, and EA actually, mm. uh, we'll, we'll briefly talk about the backlash to the Call of Duty trailer. Has everyone heard about this? Yes. It's <laughs> it's, it's rapidly skyrocketing. Skyrocketing. Uh, up the charts in terms of dislikes <laughs> on YouTube, and I think it might even overtake uh, the Ghostbusters, the new uh, Ghostbusters. Do you know, I was trying yeah. to think as you were saying that what I read recently that was the most disliked YouTube video, and it was that. And uh, basically, yeah. what it looks like, EA have just been sitting there taking the piss out of them because <laughs> they're about to release all their Battlefield stuff for Battlefield. Well, it's just been titled Battlefield One mm-hmm. uh, to confuse things. Uh, in a similar vein to Xbox One. <laughs> oh, nice. um, so it's Battlefield One is looks like it's going to be set in an alternate universe, World War One. World War One yeah. is what we saw, wasn't it? Yeah, it looks pretty interesting. Also, why alternate universe? What's different about it? I don't know. That's what I was. Going to get crazy mechs. That's what I was thinking. Maybe there have been a raft of alternate reality World War One mm-hmm. games released, and none of them were particularly. Good. World War mm-hmm. One games. Yeah, there was yeah. Like World War Two. There was oh, yeah. one that was released called Iron Something. Someone listening to the podcast when we when you're on Twitter, if you can remember the name, is called Iron Storm. No, not Iron Storm. Iron Something, and it's set in the seventies in a world where World War War World War One <laughs> World War One never ended. So it's kind of still a sort of steampunky kind of world where okay. the, the trenches are still manned and people are, you know they're facing off on the on the uh, on flipping out it's Iron Storm. Storm Iron Storm yeah, yeah. excellent alright people on Twitter don't worry <laughs> um, I, I mean it, I find it quite exciting I find that kind of thing quite exciting yeah, I mean, yeah. the, the sort of battles you're fighting mm. in that kind of atmosphere if they can get it right yeah would be awesome but the fact that sorry, I'm just yes, right. that. but the <laughs> fact that it's a battlefield game yeah. makes me think that they're going to bitch out, and it's just going to be another frenetic free for all, another multiplayer only, <clears throat> yeah. yeah, sort of frenetic free for all. What, yeah. what makes me think the reason it's set in an alternate universe, I suppose, or an yeah. alternate reality? I think they're doing that for the multiplayer because World War One wasn't exactly renowned for vehicle combat. That's true. Yeah. So if you set it in an alternate reality, you can bring in, as you say, things like uh, like a steampunk mm. element to it. Yeah. So like steampunk mechs, you can mm-hmm. get in to to uh, to go up against your opponent, and you can throw in a few silly things like that. Because mm. I don't think there's going to be much in the way of like biplane dogfights in this, mm. because biplanes need about you know a, a, you know a, a small chunk of 
of motorway before they can actually take off anyway. Yeah. So, so I, I don't think that's that's not particularly exciting. It excites me that they're doing something different from Call of Duty, who are seem to be stuck in the future now. Oh my god, it's ridiculous. Isn't yeah, it? it's <clears throat> and this one just looks like Halo. Like yeah. The trailer just looks like Halo, doesn't it? Does and Call of Duty has always been one of those games that has constantly berated Halo for sticking so rigidly to almost the same structure with every yeah. you know the same setting. You know, there's no there's no attempt to try and make it new. It's just the same universe, and you kind of think, well, you know, glass houses, mm. people throwing stones from the inside. Call of Duty. I mean, the, the thing that I love the most is that while it is one of the most disliked videos on YouTube, mm. this is the Infinite Warfare trailer. Yeah. Um, the CEO of Activision pointed out that the Blops 2 trailer hmm. was also one of the most disliked <laughs> trailers of any um, of any t- type on YouTube. And Blops 2 still went on to be the series' most successful game. It might. And yeah. the, uh, the release of Infinite Warfare is coming bundled with the remaster of Modern Warfare. Yeah, there's more to it than that, though. There is always more yeah. to it, yeah. So it's coming bundled... With, yeah, the remastered Modern Warfare, mm. as long as you buy the Premier Edition yes. £80 version of it. Yes. Which is effectively what you pay for two games. Yeah. So, would you be willing to pay 40 quid for Modern Warfare 1? Modern Warfare 1, yeah, Call of Duty 4 again. Because that is a great game. I, I would, I would, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. I probably would. <laughs> yeah. I probably would. I'm sad enough to admit that it was my... Yeah, so I hang on. Does it have the multiplayer on it as well? Is it I just a single so. player campaign? I hope it has the multiplayer on as well. What, on the modern on Warfare? Yeah, modern Warfare, yeah. yeah. I, I, would, I would think they'd be missing a trick if they didn't. But can, yeah. wouldn't they be splitting their user base then in terms of... I guess they're so massive that they can probably afford to do that. The CEO actually said something along those lines. He, did, and he yeah, said yeah. that he said that there are those fans that like the boots on the ground, nostalgia kind of. You're one cog in a massive machine, mm. kind of the soldier leading the way, but you've always got people around you. But there's also the fan, the new fan base that like the whole running on walls, flying in uh, wingsuits, and all that sort of stuff that the yeah. modern settings have brought to it. Yeah. I mean, let's not forget the battlefield. Um, Started this whole future thing with. Yeah. Do you remember, did you ever play Battlefield Twenty Forty Two? Apparently, it's amazing, but I've never. Played I it. I bought it when it first came out, and it was like it's one of those games that I bought purely to play multiplayer, mm. and I didn't really regret it. I just played it for about a month, and then I never played it again. But that sort of post-future, uh, sort of you know post-war future mm. with people battling over. I mean, it was really it was really good fun. I mean, Battlefield Vietnam is the one that's always I've always loved. That game was amazing. The original Vietnam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was good. Just hearing Ride of the Valkyries on helicopters flying over your head. <laughs> and really like the, my favourite map was the Yardrang Valley. Which one was that? Uh, that was the one with um, with uh, the Americans assaulting the Dry Creek bed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. Based on the Yardrang Valley battle, which took place in 65. So, here's some news. Uh, EA, EA are releasing about <laughs> EA are releasing a Battlefield game uh, Activision are releasing a Call of Duty game there we go what's new <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah. news <laughs> any more for any more yeah I mean I've got some more but yeah I've got, um, I got another one uh, yeah. about a trailer yeah. uh, which is the Doom launch trailer is released as promised this time mm. and actually arrived um, which is a, a big shot move. Um, as far as I can tell, it looks like a return to the kind of run and gun combat that we're we're quite used to with Doom, uh, which is good. Um, but you know, it's I, 
I feel like I just can't get excited about it because it looks like it's the same sort of there's a big demon at the end that yeah. you're going to fight there's a big boss coming you know you're fighting towards it but isn't it basically a remastered version of the original Doom? yeah but they, they've made the, the thing that made Doom so good is that it was it, even though it was dark and scary there were parts that it was well lit and you felt like you were sort of going through a military base and that it was your former comrades that had risen up from the dead and were trying to kill you and Doom 3 did it very well by showing that all the people the zombies that you fight are mm. former members of the base staff um, despite the fact they all look exactly the same apart from the fat ones, which is a bit weird. Um, um, but it's the same old Doom. I mean, it's so far so Doom. Well, it's the... people, I was reading like uh, people who played a preview version or a beta version. Yeah, the multiplayer beta. I, I was not impressed at all. I mean, I, Have you played I, it? I played it, oh, and right. it was it was dull. It was okay. it was it was really kind of. It's Meh. supposed to what be a they... return to the arena shooter, yeah. right? Like the Quake style. Yeah, but they've missed the point that actually, you know, nostalgia is a wonderful thing, and you always look back on things like Quake 3 Arena and you think, wow, that was revolutionary for its time. Mm. Yes, it was, but we have surpassed, we've gone so far past that kind of arena combat. Mm. And actually, we, we have arena combat, and we have arena combat that's done better uh, in things like even Halo 5's multiplayer, the arena combat in that, where it's a free for all, is better. And the weapons feel more, a little bit more balanced and and things than they do. Whereas Doom, I think is, I think it it, it might be a step back too far. Okay. You, you know, I mean, I'm all for revisiting where things came from, but I think if the basis of a AAA modern day shooter is 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 that it's like it was in the old days, I I think that's. But surely there's Not still a, mark, a place for that because we have so many of the, mm. the modern style. But forgive uh, me, forgive me if you've heard this before. You're a faceless space marine um, in a base that's overrun with minions of the damned, and you're shooting your way through them, and you don't really stop shooting your way through them until you get to the very last, very big one, and. It's yeah, you're I mean, to the wrong person about it's just this cliche. <laughs> I, don't, I don't give a damn about um, yeah. the same whole things over and over again. Is, I love is, it. is there? I heard as well that it takes some aspects of the modern shoots as well, so you get things like loadouts as well, rather than mm. just going and into a rear get, with a pistol and trying to pick up the decent gun. And you get kind of the. Uh, uh, what is it? Um, kind of unique kills, like mm. when once up close, you know, you shoot them with a shotgun and grab them around the head yeah. and smack them on the floor. But I mean, I remember doing that to grunts in Halo Reach. Yeah, you know, um, coming up behind them and cracking their necks and all that sort of stuff. You know, it's it's kind of been done. They had that in um, the Space Marine game on exactly. Xbox 360. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, well, the brutal. Um, it's been done. Kills and things. They they get really boring after a while as well because usually there's only say four or five animations yeah. and then it just becomes so like oh here we go again it's that one again I saw the, uh, there, there's a, a a video as well of actual gameplay of, of the new Doom and I, I'm pretty sure I saw the same beatdown animation happen at least three or four times okay. and yeah. I just thought oh. well that's the thing they can only do so many no exactly mm. and, and that's the thing isn't it it's, it is what it They're is good for but, the, but the trailer is out <laughs> which means that we're getting ever closer to it you know, are people going to buy it? Of course, going to buy it. All the fans of Doom are going to buy it just to play it. You going to buy it? Uh, yeah, of course I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course I am. <laughs> but but I can't help but make the argument that it's so far so Doom and so far so Doom. So you know, I love it. Yeah. Have you played Brutal Doom? That's supposed to be really good. Yeah, I have. It is very good. Mm. Yeah, it's it's a good mod, and it's one of those things that you know, should be applauded. Actually, is that the mod scene is where the future of games lies. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to know? Um, 
were a game that nearly made my my games that should have got more recognition in my opinion uh, I never had I had a PC quite late uh, but before then I had uh, an Amiga mm. and on the Amiga there was a game called Gloom and I played that quite a lot okay. uh, it was just basically Doom oh was it a Doom rip off yeah oh, I see. <laughs> so I played a lot Gloom. of Gloom, and Gloom. I, thought, I thought that was the tits <laughs> I thought that was the one I thought this was oh, I'm playing a lot of Gloom what were you playing but I played a lot of Doom I should be playing it <laughs> Far too young to be playing this. Did it yeah. look anything like Doom? I'm trying to remember, Amiga graphics were pretty bad, <clears> weren't they? Um, they were slightly, marginally better than the Mega Drive. Oh, okay. This is not the, the Amiga I'm thinking of then. Well, no, this, this is... Um, I, I remember that in a world where you're so concerned about it being 16-bit or 32-bit, yeah, yeah. I think it was 32-bit. Wow. But I think it required... <laughs> every game required about 20 discs. <laughs> 20 floppy disks so you'd really get into it and get a change of disk it's oh no I had Rise of the Robots on it which was a, a beat em up <laughs> yeah, yeah I remember that on the Super Nintendo yeah and it had 12 disks one for each character <laughs> it's a beat em up 12 disks yeah. it's crazy <laughs> but yeah so um, yeah glue uh, go, go check it out <laughs> <laughs> nice uh, any more for any more or <clears throat> we can move on to uh Movies or something. I hope mean, I've got a couple more game ones if you want. Um, Life of, Life is Strange won the Peabody Digital Media Prize. Indeed, it did. Rightly so as well. Yeah, Fantastic. absolutely. It's a great game. Um, apparently, the way it handles like bullying and yeah. a lot of the subject matter in the game, and I thoroughly recommend people go and play that. Really, really good. Uh, other quick ones EA announced that Respawn will be doing their own Star Wars game so the company that brought us Titanfall will be doing a Star Wars game uh, The one of the guys from God of War 3 was uh, picked off and take, brought to Respawn last year I believe so there's a rumour we're looking at a third person God of War style Jedi game oh okay yeah I was trying to imagine how that would work yeah. but then you said Jedi yeah that kind of makes sense now the other thought was that swinging the lightsabers yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah nice I like that the other thought was um, the amount of time it obviously takes to get a game up and running should be out about the same time as the Boba Fett film okay so we could, could maybe get a Boba Fett game yeah we had, that, we had a Boba Fett game already we? Bounty Hunter yeah that was bad though. that was Jango yeah. Fett yeah oh because yeah. yeah. they, yeah. they are vastly different Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, their suits are different colours. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Is that... So is Boba Fett wearing Jango Fett's old helmet? So at some point there would have been an awkward moment. Just, just hit me. Pop the head out. That's yeah. a pop the head out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so at the top does. like a ketchup ball. Sorry, I've come out to say. Although, actually, interestingly, just on that bit... Oh, it comes out once. Yeah, they, they, they did say that... Um, they do say that if you look very closely, yeah. when Django is decapitated, you can just see a shadow mm. fall off to one side and the helmet fall off to the other. And the shadow is indeed meant to be his head okay. coming out of the mask. Yeah. Which, if his head falls out that easily, makes me wonder how it manages to stay on his head the whole time when he's flying around. That's a good point. Yeah. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you say. Yeah, good. <laughs> Maybe he's really good at controlling his ears. Yeah, just really, <laughs> really holds on. He's <laughs> <laughs> under the helmet, it's always. That's why that's he talks like that. Yeah. yeah, I'll be there in a minute. I'll go, I'll go down there and just like, hang on. I think I've the blood vessel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've got some old news actually, if I can bring up something. Yeah. This, um, if I don't do it now, I guess we never will. But have you heard that um, there's a, a new video game show being made? No. Called uh, Go 8 Bit. It's about to say Games Master. 
No, it's uh, oh, it's a news. Yeah, it's not a news. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Dominic Diamond is <laughs> too. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, no, Doro Breen apparently is uh, the presenter. <laughs> Interesting. He's a, big, yeah. he has a huge Well, he's a video game fan. He, is, he has yeah. a skit in his stand-up routine. Up, about, down, up, yeah, down. That's it, yeah, about bounce, buying um, Metal Gear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, uh, what does it say? It says, each week uh, they will... Obviously, this is, this is like it has celebrities on, basically. Celebrity guests on each week. It says, each week they will guide their celebrity guest teammate through five rounds of increasingly competitive, hilarious gaming contests. Whether it's an arcade classic like Pac-Man, the latest blockbuster Grand Theft Auto or Fallout title, <laughs> the most cutting-edge computer technology, or even larger-than-life game-inspired physical challenges, Dara and the show's resident gaming expert, Ellie Gibson, will be on hand to adjudicate, commentate, and generally wind up the contestants. The series will be recorded in front of a live studio audience who will decide the winner of each round. What do you think? Excited about that? Yeah. Is there still a place for video games on television? Ah, they keep trying to bring it back. They, they keep trying to do it. And I, I, it sounds terrible because I am a gamer. I just think that with the internet and with, yeah. with all the news that comes straight to your console and all that sort of stuff. With Twitch, which is just yeah, yeah. constant. Any game you want. You can watch someone play any game you want. There's, yeah. um, there was a, there's a show on, I don't know, one of the Freeview channels mm. called uh, Video Game Nation. And okay. it is an old style video game journalism yeah. type show, and it feels so redundant because the thing is, games news now is so instant. Yeah, like it just pops up on your news feed, and you're reading about things that the rumours gone around the world in seconds. It used to be you used to have to wait for magazines, you yes. could wait for your uh, subscription or whatever to come through, and it'd be at the end of every month, and then you'd catch up on everything. So the shelf life of our podcast. I was about to say, and this yeah, is the video game news old news anyway. By the time this goes out, the space. But, but the thing is that our fans will be interested in hearing our reaction yeah, that's exactly, to it. Exactly. exactly. But with a, I don't know. This sounds like an interesting idea because they're not just doing a review show because that's what that video game nation is and that's why it feels so redundant. Just yeah. It's pointless because yeah. you can get it on YouTube or you can get a podcast, whatever. I couldn't agree Whereas more. this is, you know, celebrities playing games and that might be interesting because we might get to know um, so if which celebrities like games yeah. and like we might find out interesting things about I would love that. It might Actually, that, that's quite interesting. Finding out, getting under the skin of the celebrities and being like, oh my God, you fucking I, love Grand Theft I think we might be overestimating the celebrities would be the, the issue here. Yeah. yeah. God, so I'm thinking what we might find is like Joey Essex. Joey Essex is exactly where I was going to go. Well, he does everything, doesn't he? Let's face it. They'll be there just going, oh, I fucking don't know what's going on. Yeah. yeah. Just trying to eat the controller. Yeah. Just, yeah. But, just um, smiling. I, I can't remember if I talked about Did I talk about it on the pod last time the um, video guidance? Or was that off pod? But I'll talk about that anyway. That was a really good example of a, a current video game show that actually works. I was talking to you about that, I talked to the listeners about it. It's basically a very much a, um, an abstract kind of video game show. They, they don't go into depth about you know, graphics and this is the graphics, this is the story, blah, blah, blah. He talks about it in a bit abstract ways. It's like, kind of like high art games journalism. Mm. It's very good. But it's a, like a journalist. Exactly, exactly <laughs> like journalism. So Google um, Video Guide if you want to watch a really good journalist game journalist. show. Yeah. You still haven't met him, have you? No. Sorry, I'm, I'm... Anyway, sure. Sorry, no, 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 it's fine, I'm done. No, no, you keep going. <laughs> That's interesting. No, because you were talking no, about Skydom. Did you ever see... Um, so in the 90s, we had Games Master, right? That yeah. was yeah. the big show. Yeah. Um, did you ever see any of the ones that came after it? We had Bits. <laughs> Do you remember Bits? Bits. In the late, it was the late 90s, early 2000s. No. Three, really three uh, women. 
Three women. <laughs> oh, what? They had um, oh Emily Booth. Um, oh, oh my God! I love Emily Booth. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yes. What do you know her from? Then, because I only know her from. I know her from late night TV. Late night TV. <laughs> late night TV really? She yeah. used to do like a horror show, not wearing very much. Well, she, oh right, yeah, she's on the horror channel now. On yeah. Preview. She is really um, yeah. like, like right now. Probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she used to do a video game show called Bits. It was very, very late nineties, early two thousands in style. Um, her and Alex Krzyzewski, uh, I can't remember her names, she's got kind of an Easter Alex she's, she's, um, she's American, yeah. um, and she went on to do um, an early 2001 with uh, Ian Lee called Thumb Bandits. Ah, that rings a bell, I don't know why. Thumb Bandits? Yeah, do you not remember Thumb, Thumb Bandits? Bandits? No, for starters, isn't that like meant to sound a bit like Bum Bandits? <laughs> no, is like, isn't that like the point of it being thumb bandits? Like, why are we going to call it thumb bandits? So we might have to edit Maybe. this out. <laughs> Maybe. No, yeah, it was um, thumb bandits. Wasn't really good. But yeah, it's been, a, it's been a long time. That's the last proper one I can remember. So last, okay. I mean, the last good one was Games Master. That's, that was the first good one as well. It was the only good one. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, but then there's games, shows like Games Wife as well, yeah. which were really, really good. I said like Patrick Moore on that. Oh, yeah. Do like, you think he actually knew what he was talking about when he was giving out the cheat, cheat codes? No, I think he was just <laughs> saying things. Lock, God, in doom, up, down, right, B, A. I'll give massive points to the person that can remember the invulnerability code of doom on the PC. No, I can remember two. I can remember one, one cheat. In, uh, I can't remember anything else, but no, not in Doom. Mm. What was I, Doom IDDQD. Oh. And that was God mode. And IDKFA was all weapons. I remember, and keys. you mentioned Shadow of the Empire. I remember the, um, the codes unlock all, all levels in um, Shadow of the Empire. Wampa right. Stomper. Wampa Stomper, that's right. <laughs> but it was Wampa Stomper. Yeah, that is. Wasn't, yeah. Yeah. wasn't uh, <laughs> Mortal Kombat Blood Mode? Dullard. Down, up, yes. left, left, A, uh, right, yeah. down. But the one I always remember is uh, Sonic. Uh, choose any level, which is up, down, left, right, A, and start. Nice. Because I used it a lot. <laughs> so oh, should we... Emily Booth. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, she's the kind of person we could probably get on the pod. <laughs> oh, hot damn. Just give it a go. She... I yeah I I just always so yeah I sorry I'm just there's one particular <laughs> picture that I found that's just really I mean oh my god wow we yeah she was yeah I mean <laughs> honestly she she was pretty much every teenage boy's dream yeah her and Jet a from very Brian attractive <laughs> a very attractive gamer um, that we all kind of thought if she likes games maybe she'll like me <laughs> <laughs> I like games I like games Emily <laughs> I'm going home now we we we, the bus uh, is here. we wouldn't we wouldn't know what to do with it wouldn't have a clue yeah. <laughs> um, fumble around for five minutes and then cry <laughs> <laughs> I've got one last video game story okay uh, which is the they announced the inductees into the video game Hall of Fame this year Ooh. so let's see how many of these we've played I'd imagine most of them uh, GTA three yes played yeah. that that was the, these were the original ones though GTA three was on the original list right was it I think that's this week. You could be right. Carry on. <laughs> Legend of Zelda. Sean, you played Legend of Zelda. One. Do you know I've never completed the first Legend of Zelda game? I'm really? ashamed to say 
I'm ashamed to say it's very old. I mean, yeah, it, 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 it was <laughs> released in 1985, 1986. So, I mean, yeah, it's pretty ancient. I mean, I got into games during the sort of Super Nintendo era, so mm. before my time. Uh, Oregon Trail. And yeah, I think that's a really big deal in America, but not yeah. so much over here. Yeah, that's what I was thinking because I've never, I've never played it. <laughs> Have you seen the front cover of the game? What's that? It literally looks like um, what game? Oh, GTA the Oregon Trail. Trail. Yeah, it literally looks like. Um, uh, is it date Richard Attenborough for in Jurassic Park with some kid and a and a what looks like a raccoon? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I made dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Yep. Uh, Sims. Oh, the Sims, yes. Yeah, I mean, this is obviously. It's, it's one of those lists where they've got to talk about the most well, the most influential, so it's got to cover a broad range. Oh. Does anyone like The Sims? It, no. no. Well, <laughs> it may not be us three around the table, but millions. Well, exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm like saying. Sims. There yeah. was a girl I, used to, I went to university with who literally did nothing but play The Sims. Yeah. Oh, and stand in my doorway. That's what she did, pretty much. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog. I'd imagine we've all played yes, Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes, good old yeah. Sonic. Yeah. Terrible game. Hedgehog. Terrible game. News. It it's really bad. Have you played it recently? Yeah. I, play, I still like it. I can't play the Labyrinth, so. It's fundamentally flawed, because the whole point is trying as fast as you can, and then they'll stick obstacles that you can't see coming in front of you. There is that. But I, I still... So you have to carefully it. jump over everything, which defies the whole point of the game, which is to go really fast. I always found that when I played it, but I've never really. Thought no, it was I've never really thought about it. So that's you know childhood memory. Yeah, yeah. thanks for that, Sean. But um, I always remember completing the first level in trying to like complete in the fastest time. Yeah, I think the fastest I ever did was thirteen seconds. Wow. I, that's, I, I never completed the game as far as I'm aware because I always used to do the first level and then I, if I ever tried any harder I'd get to the labyrinth zone and the level where Sonic could potentially drown and I'd turn oh, it off because right. I yeah, can't the underwater was horrible never, never it was horrible it was so slow yeah. like, can't be dealing again with like you said it def- completely defeated yeah. the object of Sonic the Hedgehog yeah. um, there was a fan remake sorry to, yeah. to sort of tension there's a, 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 an indie game called oh Freedom Planet that's basically a Sonic homage and it's much better oh really? yeah it was started off as a Sonic fan game and then they decided to just make it into their own game but it's oh. just very very Sonic inspired I'll give it a oh. go yeah. um, the last one which I'm surprised wasn't already in there Space Invaders Quite yeah massively influential game again not a very good game anymore not a very good game no um, but it's, it's classic gameplay though it's the it's yeah. the it's the roll around from left to right oh. shooting ship yeah, yeah, it's and also it was the tabletop gaming it. as well, yeah. wasn't it? With the the actual bar tables. It's right here, future armor now, though. Lower ships and increased speed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's nice, isn't it? And you know, what? it's great that it joins games like Doom and and, and everything else there as well, because mm. it's a it's arguably one of the most recognisable. Um, yeah. You know, pieces of architecture of the gaming industry. You know, it's literally on the wallpaper of the gaming industry, isn't it? I mean, yeah. Yeah. What yeah. else we got? Right. I mean, that's what I've got for games. Then I'm going to. Oh, I thought I meant, I meant in the uh, video game inductee hall of fame thing. No, that's all of them. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to just give a quick shout out, PC gamers. If you're a big fan of Star Wars: Shadow of the Empire, which was an N64 release. Is now available on GOG.com, which is a fantastic place to get all of those great old games that you remember from way back when, but didn't work. You didn't realise that you could actually play on modern day computers. 
Well worth a squirt. Excellent. <laughs> so, speaking of Star Wars, that is seamless. Han Solo's been cast. Young Han Solo. Yeah. We all had a chance to see him. Alden Ironreich. Alden Ironreich. Ironreich. I think that's Ironreich. Alden Little from the Yes, I chose Alden Ironreich. I had nothing to do with this. Rightly so. Yeah. Um, he was in a film called Hail Caesar recently, and if you saw him in the trailer, he was the one trying to say, Would the titwire so simple? Would the titwire so simple? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he's the guy trying to say that. So he's been cast as Han Solo. What are our general thoughts on that? My, th- I mean, mine is that he doesn't look like young Han Solo. He looks like slightly older than New Hope Han Solo, which I think is an issue. Well, Harrison Ford does have that look about him, though, where he's all, you can't imagine him as like an, an, a teenager. No, he just true. looks like he was just born a man. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. So it's, for me, it's kind of fitting. I think he, I think he looks the part. I yeah. think he looks the part. Out of all the people, that, the, the, the final choices, I think he was probably the, the best one. Because you shouldn't, you shouldn't cast someone purely based on, do they physically look like this person? I mean, they yeah. should be a little bit that, yeah, obviously, no, so to not kind of um, break your immersion. Yeah. But they should, I hope they're looking at more than that, and that they're trying to get someone with the characteristics and the style and the, you know, the mm. delivery... Um, to, to match up to Harrison Ford. Well, yeah. actually, what they've got to do is they've got to find someone who can act like they are someone who will become Han Solo mm. when yeah. we meet him. Who obviously, at the time we meet him in A New Hope, is a jaded kind of smuggler set in his ways. And you know, he, he does, even though he's not necessarily the oldest of guys, he's a bit cynical and world weary, even by his young years. So you've got to have someone who, I mean, I think what they're going to do is they're going to have him as a, as an optimist who something terrible happens to him and he just, because why, why would you suddenly be like, hey, kid, I've been from one end of the galaxy to the other and I've never seen anything that convinces me <laughs> this force thing exists, you know, he's just cocky and arrogant and stuff like that. And you get that way if you've been disappointed enough times. And I get the impression that this is going to be one of those films where we see the shattering of a young man and explain wow. his motives. Wow. I would love that. I would love it if they did that. But do you, do you think they will? Do you think Disney is actually going to be that brave and, and show us well, I know the formation of a tormented youth? They've said they're not going back to... This isn't like a day one origin mm. story. This isn't, let's see Han Solo growing up. Let's see mm. Han Solo at school. This, this, it's, it's going back mm. a bit, but not that much. So I, I think you're right. I think it's going to be more of a fun smuggling adventure well, I was thinking fun more smuggling yeah. we've got to get this fun past the empire <laughs> come on it's fun yeah. come on Chewie let's have some fun <laughs> oh don't but make sure to hide the fun <laughs> smuggle the fun under your jumper <laughs> well to be fair I, I'm imagining it's more than um, it's going to be fun smuggling rather than what you were saying the dark kind of breaking of, the breaking of a man <laughs> Disney's new Star Wars yeah. epic adventure I think we're missing well I'm not saying I don't think he's going to get like hijacked by a bunch of thumb bandits imagine like the thumb bandits you know yeah the torture scene in um, Casino Royale oh, like, yeah <laughs> yeah, but then after that, it's like, no, there's no force. <laughs> there's definitely no force. Yeah, my my balls those... are in tatters. There's no force. I hear those Jedi's are swell guys. <laughs> yeah, that's not the only thing swelling around here. <laughs> so, anyway. um, yeah, um, we did, uh, we all came to the conclusion though, didn't we? I don't want to like 
misrepresents ourselves. We all said we're not bothered about this film at all. No, we'll, we will all go see it. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and complex. one thing that's worth mentioning is this guy was picked out of 2,500 candidates wow. to play Han Solo. Wow. That is about as big an ego boost as you could possibly have. Yeah, it is pretty cool. Yeah. That is pretty cool. Two and a half thousand people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. To, to become hands Although, to be honest, do you think that there was ever a point where they kind of got down to a bunch of people who... Because in Hollywood, there must be a lot of people that look like him. Yeah. That they kind of just threw them down the stairs and whichever one landed on the top step, <laughs> kind of, you're... Whee! We found Han. You know, like these guys all look the same and can act well, and they can do a good Harrison Ford in his youth mm. impression. I think... That's the thing. He doesn't look remarkable by Hollywood standards. No, the, see the other guys that were were up for it as well. Like the, the, when they whittled them down, that I can't remember any of their names. The guy from Kingsman, the main guy from Kingsman, he was one of them. Uh, and then Miles Teller, okay, he was in Whiplash. Um, and then there was a couple of others as well. I think there was a couple of guys from the DC ones, but I imagine they probably won't go anywhere near them anyway. Okay. But this guy is probably the one that looks the closest. I haven't really seen him in anything. I don't know if he's any good or not. So it'll mm. be pretty interesting to see <laughs> if uh, if that takes. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Cool. Uh, anyone else got any film news? I've got a couple of other really little bits and bobs. But Again, I'll probably reiterate the fact that I'm not really excited by all of these. The only other supplemental Star Wars film I'm excited about is Rogue One. Yeah. The, I'm not excited about the prospect of a young Boba Fett film. I'm not excited about the prospect of a young Han Solo film. And yet I still will go and see them. Yeah. If only to reaffirm the fact that I was right, that I was not meant to be excited about these films. Okay, will you go see Alicia Vikander in the young Tomb Raider? Yes. Yes. I love <laughs> Alicia Vikander. Love her. I am... Yeah. She's amazing. <laughs> She um, even even so that's as, a yes from Dan. <laughs> yeah, as the table begins to rise, um, it's even in um, even in um, as a robot in uh, Ex Machina. Hmm. Yeah, she is a hot robot in that as well. Yes, and also I think she'd be pretty good. What I would say is Daisy Ridley was originally in lines for that. That role. would have been amazing. I think she's kind of perfect for it. She would be perfect. Yeah, for that, that that was my thought as well. So. Yeah, um, <coughs> I wonder if they did consider her or whether... They did, was, they, oh, did. they did. Consider it, was, it was down to those two, apparently. Really? Yeah, and then they went with Alicia Vikander. Wow. Which I'm, I say I'm fine with. But Daisy Ridley as in Ray. Yeah. Yeah. I guess they, maybe they've made, made a great yeah. Laura Croft. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. they've been worried about her commitments, because obviously she's probably going to be very, very busy with the whole Star Wars thing. Yeah. Just well, up. she's already very, very busy. Yeah. By all accounts, she's been on the Isle of Skeckles or whatever the hell it's called uh, <laughs> for a while now, doing all the recording scenes. Where obviously Luke's going, well, you've probably heard the terrible things that you know, because he's now Alec Guinness. <laughs> apparently, I stopped doing that. I poop in a hole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the point, isn't it? I, I kind of half expected her to walk up those kind of stone steps and there to be a pair of slippers on one side. <laughs> just <laughs> completely uh, naked. Or just yeah. got the robe up. Yeah. And just naked underneath. Just, and he's standing naked and there's just a small trowel in the, <laughs> <laughs> in the next to that. It's my poop trowel. 
Luke and his poop trial. But seriously. <laughs> just a rock that looks like Leia. A rock that looks like Anne. Yeah. He's just babbling incoherently. Like Castaway. Well done! Oh dear. He's there like, she gets up there and he's got a, um, an ice skate with tooth <laughs> and a rock. <laughs> oh, I wasn't oh, yeah, expecting he'll, company. He'll, he'll found me. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously though, like beyond fancying the... Um, the main character do you actually care about a Tomb Raider reboot if they do anything that's close to what we've seen in the games recently yeah I'll watch that very much so okay. the games the, the, the last two games have been amazing I haven't finished the second one yet that being said but they have although my god does Lara go on and on about oh this is this is going to be a life changing event it's like fuck me love. you're going to slide down a mountain it's not a life changing event it and would she, be for me and she whinnies <laughs> on about how it's like a great moral choice whenever she has to you know stove the hundredth person's head in but she always acts like there's suddenly like a, a scene where she's like I can't believe I killed him it's like yeah but you've just killed 300 other people <laughs> yeah, for no reason mercilessly with your ice pick no, so no. don't get don't get all hoity toity about the fact that you got up close and personal with this guy no she needs to pick up something really old that's, that's yeah. why she kills smashes all these the vase over someone's yeah. head and then goes oh heavens <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I'll, I'll watch it though Okay. Hopefully it will be a bit more upbeat than the games have been. That, that's the only thing I would say. But it is exciting though. It mm. is nice to see more uh, video game licenses. And actually, do you know what seems to have happened is Hollywood kind of went a transition through a transition period where game films, films based on games, or or, or yeah, that, that's mm. exactly what I'm talking about. Um, I was searching for another word, but actually, films based on games is probably the best way of describing. It. Um, like the, the Angelina Jolie Tomb Raider films were god awful mm. treatments of, of those films. Any of the Mortal Kombat films, while the fight scenes were quite good, was fucking awful. The Street Fighter films were abysmal. Um, you know, there was all the talk of, you know, on all the ones that got torpedoed. Halo was going to have a film that got torpedoed until event. You know, recently we've had kind of film esque web series that have become films on Netflix. Um, it's quite refreshing that Hollywood now seems to be able to contain itself a little bit. And well, have we seen a good one yet? What are you basing that on? I'm 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 basing it more on. Sorry, I'm saying that Hollywood at the moment seems oh, to be getting a grip of itself. They're not doing them over and over. And again. they're not doing them over and over again. Oh. They're not making these massive franchises. And actually, they're they're taking more. You know, when you take on a big franchise like Star Wars and you're releasing new films about it, you've got to be careful because you've got a legion of fans who have been disappointed before and will always look at the originals as really good. So what you've got to do is you've got to tread a very delicate balance between pleasing new fans and keeping the old ones happy too. And actually film... You've actually got more mature directors, I think, people who kind of know what they're doing. So I kind of think that they're... You know, if any video games suddenly get picked up as an option like this new Tomb Raider film, with good actors and mm. good actresses in it. And healthy dose and of nostalgia. healthy dose of nostalgia and good directors at the helm. If you respect the source material, but mm. don't, try, don't try and recreate the game on screen because that doesn't work. Use the story that the people love and run with it. Don't try and remake what we've made. Because the Far Cry film, there was a film based on Far Cry... Trying to make Far Cry more than it was, which was a desperate struggle for yeah. survival in a glorious open world, and putting it in a story and trying to make everything just didn't work. It, it just stifled everything that was good about Far Cry. There are some games that just should not be made into films, but Tomb Raider has such a good backstory that I applaud it. 
Mm. And I'm glad that they've got someone very attractive at the helm. <laughs> <laughs> and that is my monologue mm. on Hollywood. Yeah, that's good. Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> is that everything then? We covered everything. Is there any more news? Um, I can give you the new NX rumour if you like. Oh, Love it. Hit us. I can tell you're poised, excited, we apparently. Need, we need a new jingle just for yeah. the NX rumours. I think we spoke before, I, t- I told you that the, the people were talking about the fact there wasn't going to be an optical drive on it. So people were saying that, okay, it's going to be all digital, say, right? Yeah. Apparently, the new rumour is it's going to use cartridges. <laughs> oh, that's what I heard. Really? <laughs> Apparently, this is the rumour that's going around at the moment that the NX is going to run on cartridges. Okay. <laughs> How, what? <laughs> I read about this about half an hour. And this was you so. last, year, last, um, last pod going, you know, Nintendo doesn't want to try and do the same thing as everyone else. They want to do something new, something different. It's like... Well, that is new and different. How many other companies using cartridges? <laughs> None. Exactly. Because they're outmoded. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, Nintendo already used cartridges in the, the 3DS, so it could be similar to that. True. You can fit a lot on a cartridge now. Or, you know, it might not be cartridges, it might be something like, um, what do they call them? Like a memory SD stick cards. Or as, as, long as, as long as you guys are ready for some seriously underpowered hardware... <laughs> Because I it's using cartridges. <laughs> of course you don't. Of course you don't, Sean. I never for a minute imagined that you did. <laughs> I love that. I don't care. Like, I know you don't care. Like, you're happy. <laughs> you're absolutely happy where you are. That's no, cool. That's fine. Yeah. Use cartridges. I miss you, Nintendo. I love cartridges. Yeah, but all Nintendo fanboys go, oh, it's just so simple when it was because <laughs> because of the whole argument of the of the there was no messing around, there was no nothing. You just pulled the cartridge out, and blew blew it, it every or, you, or you press the reset button, you know, yeah. reset button or something, and it worked the first time. You know? <laughs> it's like, well, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Oh, no, fair play. Good luck to them. Good luck to them, I think. Yes, good, excellent. Nintendo annoys me so much. I love seeing your reactions, these Oh, man. That's crazy. Oh, I really hope it runs on cartridges. I really hope it runs on cartridges as well now. I hope you have to, you know those torches that you have to like pump to get going? I hope there's some sort of manual crank. Yeah, crank. Come with Mario 3. What, remastered? <laughs> nope. No. <laughs> no. Excellent. Well, that is the best bit of news I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, right, dear. Yeah. So I think that wraps us up then. Yeah, good timing. Excellent. Uh, thanks for listening. We thought we'd just uh, throw in a few bits and bobs through our thoughts this week. Uh, we'll be back with part two very soon. So thank you very much. Goodbye. Bye.